Good evening. Good to see everybody tonight. Good to see everybody tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. They gave me some marching orders. Said y'all been going late, late, late into the night. And I thought, man, that's wonderful. Because I'm as long-winded as they get. But I'll, I'll give you some content anyways. Looks beautiful around here, preacher. Every time I come over, something new has been done. Looks nice. Good to see everybody. Appreciate the fellowship we have as churches. Glad we're not in competition with one another. I'm glad all the, or, or a good chunk of Graham Road folks came over here and got family here. Man, I got tons of family here tonight. I was looking around, my, my son's mother-in-law's here, and then my wife's son-in-law's mom's here. And then I got one of my sons here, and church folks are here, and uh, so amen. Praise the Lord. It's kind of high fluting here. I'm not used to all this fancy chairs and stuff, but I'm going to try and do my best. Mark chapter 2. Now, how long I go depends on how good you are, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and illustrate. They, there's, I guess you could say there's three types of learning. Uh, some people learn through hearing, audio. Uh, we heard some audio in the, uh, I don't know, you got so many hallways. I don't, man, you must have about a staff of 20 for security to clean up all these hallways and make sure everybody's in church. But we were over there and we heard uh, Brother Rastelli from Bosnia and uh, heard him audioly, audioly, audioly. I'm not from the north. You can figure that out. Then some people learn visually. Some people got to see it. And then some people learn physically. Sometimes you got to kick somebody. And so tonight's message is physically. Uh, the introduction's already been given with Brother Rastelli. And so I'm going to jump right into the text and I'm going to need some volunteers. I want to illustrate this thing physically. The topic, and I'm going to stay with the theme is problems missionaries face. Now let me just say this as a missionary to Africa. You got a very nice version of problems on the mission field. Because those are not problems on the mission field. Those are things every missionary faces. I want to look at the actual nitty-gritty problems that missionaries face. And let me say this. Missions is not crossing the sea. It's seeing the cross. Amen. And all of us are a missionary. Many churches, I think they quit doing it because of participation, used to put a sign by the door when you're leaving out, you are now entering the mission field. I think most pastors gave up on that because most folks didn't think they were missionaries. Most churches just subcontract that out. Come on. Yep. All right, trying to help somebody tonight, all right? Let's read some scripture. Y'all stay with me. Amen. Mark chapter 2. Preacher, do y'all stand around here? Yeah, come on, let's stand. Really, honestly, stretch your legs. Stretch your legs. Brother Kavanaugh said, uh, we're, we're preaching Bosnia time tonight. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Mark chapter 2, verse 1. And again, he, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, entered into Capernaum 
after some days. And it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. That's a nice problem. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him. Now, for me, I don't know about preaching. You probably don't have this problem. The they crowd is a problem. Because, you know, somebody will come to you and they'll say, Preacher, I just want to tell you, they've been saying. And you always want to ask them, well, who's they? Well, I'm trying not to. I just wanted to come to you and help you. This they crowd's a good crowd. That they crowd isn't. And until you become a pastor, you won't understand that. You'll just, some of y'all might be in that they crowd. I hope you're not. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they lay down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there, And reasoning in their hearts, why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Wow. Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether is it easier to say the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say arise and take up thy bed and walk? But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy bed, and go thy way into thy house, and immediately... Why wish it happened like that nowadays? It's 14-week salvation courses and 12 steps to a better you. And immediately he arose, took up the bed... And went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for all that you do for us. We'd ask you to help us tonight, Lord. Pray that you'd speak to the hearts of the folks here at this local church and that they see the vision that Pastor and his staff has cast so that they might grasp it. And Lord, they overcome the problems that we see in this text and they be that crowd, the they crowd, that brings someone that needs Christ to Christ so that others can say we've not seen it on this fashion. Help us, I plead tonight. Lord, realize you don't need me, but I do need you. I'd ask you to help me tonight. Help someone else. Maybe you'd call somebody to the mission field. Maybe you'd call someone to start participating in missions. Lord, I'm sure there's somebody here that's never been on visitation. And they can be a missionary just within the street they live and win somebody to Christ. We'd ask you to help us all here tonight. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Now, I want to illustrate this. And the first thing I need is I need somebody that's got palsy. Now, here's the best... Here's the best thing. Is there somebody in here tonight that's not saved? Well, that'd be a good starting point, wouldn't it? You're not too embarrassed to say you're not saved? All right. How about somebody that's not too heavy? Because we got to carry somebody tonight. Brother O'Donnell, you look like Jesus. 
don't you come on up here and be, why don't you come up here and be Jesus? I'd call your pastor up here, but pastor's voice might not be able to say some of this stuff in the text. You're in the house. It's been noise that you're in the house. All right, just take a seat wherever you want to take a seat. Have we got a, someone with palsy yet? I, I'm telling you, time's clock, clicking. Don't come to me afterwards and say, man, he kept us forever. Ever. Who's somebody that's a palsy? Daniel? Preacher? Is it Daniel? All right, Daniel. We appreciate you volunteering. (laughs) Daniel, why don't you go up right there? Outside that door right there. Is there an usher outside? Why don't you go outside to the usher? See if you can lay on that couch. You got palsy, all right? What I want to do tonight is I want to try and... Brother Rostelli was very nice to y'all. Is there any other missionaries here that possibly... I know Brother um, Herman's here with us tonight. It's a good thing. Amen during the missions conference. Just messing with you. Anybody else been on the mission field? He was very nice. You know, the first thing he said is language is a problem. It it is, but we know that you're going to have to have another language when you get there, and it's best to start learning that. I want to just look at six, if I can, staying with the theme that's for tonight, six problems that missionaries face, and I want to show it to you from the text of Scripture. And uh, I think it's probably more in here if I read into it, but I want to take, take six very obvious obstacles, problems, whatever you want to call them. And let me say this, I think it's unique that I found six, there's probably more, but six is the number of man. And can I say this, missions is not a problem with God. The problem with missions is us. He already knows what he wants to do, he just needs willing vessels, all right? So we're going to jump right into it. Brother Rostelli gave the introduction, and I want to just give you six problems missionaries face, and you might be able to help them with it. Remember, we're not subcontracting this workout. I told our church the other night, the local ch- we have a responsibility personally to reach the world. What's that, 7.2 billion now, is it? Something like that? that? That's astronomical. But can I say this? 11 men turned the world upside down. And because those 11 men did what they did and overcame all the obstacles that they did, we have local churches scattered all over the world because 11 men decided to do that with all the obstacles that they faced. And we have a personal responsibility to reach the world, and we also have a congregational responsibility to do it autonomously within ourselves. And the local church is self-sustaining. The autonomous local church is self-sustaining. That means it really doesn't need anybody else because it is its own body. And that body, fitly joined together when people come, can overcome all the obstacles so that we can get one person. Can you imagine Community Baptist Temple? You're the church that wins the last person to Christ. You're the one. You're you're the soul winner. You're the missionary that whatever day of the week you folks go out, you're the one that knocks on that last door that wins that last person to Christ and all of a sudden, and we're taken away. Can you imagine being that? Now, watch this. God already knows all that. He knows the end from the beginning, but the obstacles are you and I. I want to look at them individually with the time that we have, see where we can get, and see if I can help somebody tonight. Preacher, I'm not meddling, but I'm sure everybody in your church is not on visitation. 
I'm sure everybody in your church that has the ability is not using the availability to use the gifts that God's given them when they've been saved to operate in some ministry to bring somebody to Christ. So hopefully somebody can get some help tonight because the obstacles, the problems are us. It's not God. God's not willing that any man should perish, but all come under repentance. So we have our leper. We have our uh, palsied person outside. Now here's what I need. I need a they crowd. I need, because this man was born of four. Now here's the first problem, verse verse 3. Watch this now. Here's our first problem. And I already see it happening. You see it? And you guys are good. You are good listeners tonight. You are not, I'm not even, I don't even have to illustrate this. You're already showing us the problems. Watch this. Here's the first problem missionaries face, the cooperation problem. We, missionaries talk about it all the time. I'm in groups with missionaries. I'm I'm so thankful. Man, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that I was a missionary. I'm so thankful that I've been a pastor because I see both sides of the fence and I see both sides of the problems that missionaries face. And the first problem, and I was waiting for him to to say it tonight. Here's what somebody told me. And actually, the person that told me is the Austin Gardner where Brother Rostelli's out of. And I surrendered to missions under him in our local church because he was the father of my pastor's son's wife. Now listen, I'm, I'm down south, but the family tree had more branches on it than a pencil, so stay with me. And I surrendered to missions. Here's what he said to me when I surrendered to missions and I started going to the mission field. He said, number one problem every missionary faces, other missionaries. I was waiting for Brother Rostelli to say it. And you know what the biggest problem that most folks in church face? Other church folks. Because hurt people hurt people. And people that don't have a focus and a vision and cooperation, how lovely and beautiful it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It's like the, uh, the, the, the oil that drips down Aaron's beard. And preacher, the biggest problem, I heard a preacher say the other day, our problem, 30% of the problem in our churches is doctrinal. 70% of the problems in our church are personal people. So the first problem that missionaries face is the same one in our text tonight, the cooperation problem. Four men or four people had to volunteer, and watch this now, I wrote this down. They had to have a centralized purpose, they had to have a cooperative plan, and they had to have a committed pursuit. Those four men, I'm still waiting for them. You see how big of a problem that is? We just need four volunteers. Four, there's one. There's two, there's three, there's four. We have four volunteers. Now you've got to cooperate with one another. Because watch, this is what's so unique about this. And this is the example. Does anybody know where there's a leper or a palsy, a man with palsy? Does anybody know where there's a man with palsy? Huh? Preacher, it's not my fault if we go long tonight. Telling you what, sounds like we got some problems pastors face. There we go. Don't get too far. You might need some tools. We have a cooperation problem. They have a centralized purpose. They have a cooperative plan. And they have a committed pursuit. Four people got under a burden because one person needed to come to Christ. Four. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You guys, man, he's got palsy. You're killing him. But hey, I, 
I don't know. We might, we might stick with that. Y'all were better. I, I, man, I was going to help you. I was going to bring stuff for you and just kind of like Boaz did for Ruth. I was just going to throw you some handfuls of purpose over there in the corner. Just stay there. Don't get too quick now. I know it only took three verses to get him to Christ and six verses for the people that were there to complain about it. So it took twice as many verses for the Pharisees and the Sadducees and everybody else around to complain about him coming. And isn't, isn't that the case sometimes, preacher? Now, I know I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to stay with the missionaries. But can I say this? We don't have missionaries if we don't have local churches. And if there's a problem on the mission field, you better know there's a problem at the local church before they ever get to the mission field. Because I'm going to tell you what, I know that pastor sits in his office and his sole desire is for Lottie Dottie, everybody to be on visitation. And then he comes one day and he's already dragging his feet and he's hurting and he's, he's got laryngitis from shouting too much and hanging off chandeliers during the missions conference. And then he comes there and all he's wanting to do is see somebody put something to use that he's poured into them for several years and he shows up and there's a handful on visitation. And he already knows that the responsibility is to get the whole greater Akron area and other areas around it and he can't get four days together to get a burden for one person. And I'm going to tell you what, that's the biggest problem that missionaries face, working together. Now, can I say this? It's not only the missionary's responsibility to work with somebody. And, I, and I'll say this, preach. I don't know if you agree with me on this one. I believe missionaries ought to go out in two. Jesus sent them out in two. That's the pattern. But you know what most po- people think it is? Husband and wife. God already settled that back in Genesis. She's supposed to be my helpmate. Now, she can be my soul winning partner occasionally, but there's some places my wife didn't go. And my kids weren't going to a public school on a foreign field. If I'm going to try and reach them for God, what makes me think I'm going to put them in a public school system in a foreign country that needs God? I hope I'm not meddling. So we got four. They've cooperated together. Who's in charge over there? Do do it, do it. do, Do the spiritual thing and just say, None of us are. We're all just working together. Well, I'm going to tell you what, this trip gets a little more difficult. The first problem missionaries face is a cooperation problem. Preacher, I'm not meddling. I'm not asking you for illustrations. But you know how much of our time is spent babysitting? Preacher, I'm not trying to stir anything up, but so-and-so said such-and-such, and and I just don't feel comfortable we're working with that one, and this one's this one, and that one's that one. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. See, when the picture, see, when your desire so overrides Christ's desire, you can kind of overlook some things for the bigger picture, because we're trying, that guy's got palsy. He walked in who knows how many years. And here's what's happening in our local churches nowadays. We get so comfortable with walking. We get so used to walking. We get so blessed in walking that we forget at one time we couldn't walk and somebody else had to. And then the whole part of the problem is that a preacher gets under a burden, starts a local church in Hartville, I almost said South Carolina, Hartville, Ohio, and says, listen, I just need some people to cooperate with me. I believe we can win this area to Christ. And people come in, and that is the whole idea and premise of the local church for us to work together to reach somebody. There's somebody on a bus route that needs God. And if you don't show up and you don't get participatory in it, then the biggest problem we have today is the cooperation problem. 
We just don't want to cooperate with each other. Well, preacher, I'd, I'd be in that ministry if so-and-so wasn't in that ministry. And then you go to a church and, and you can't stay there long enough before you go somewhere else because you don't like something there. Well, I tell you what, we couldn't make it as New Testament Christians in Jesus' day. We see the first one's a cooperation problem. Next problem is a complication problem. Things get complicated. What are you guys doing? You couldn't hold that guy? Now watch this. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But down in verse 5, we have a commitment problem. If, you, if you're not committed, he ain't never going to get there. Do you know how many people I've seen start a ministry and never finish a ministry? On, Preacher, I'm with you, man. I'm going to do that. I'm going I'm I'm to get my bus license. Preacher, I'm gonna, I, I really got a burden to teach a Sunday school class. Preacher, I, 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 I want to go out and sing songs on that bus route and help pass out candy and do all that kind of stuff. And the next thing you know, you start putting them in the process. You get the background check to work with kids and you get over all that stuff. And next thing you know, you're looking for them. You can't find them. Coon dogs couldn't find them. <laughs> Commitment. Are, are you, you're palsy and you're sitting up. We have the cooperation problem, verse 3. We have the complication problem, verse 4a. Watch this. He says, and when they could not come nigh unto him for the press. Now, I know some of y'all are comfortable already, but you've got to get to him, and you can't go there because there's too many people, and you can't go there because there's too many people, and you can't come down here because there's too many people. In this text, it got complicated because they couldn't come straight to Jesus. They had to tear the tile off. Now, watch this. This is where it gets complicated. We look at this and we just pass over this whole text of Scripture. They had to climb up on the roof. Not only did they have to climb up on the roof, they had to get the tile off. I don't want to get so into the text, but I want you to visualize for this for a minute. If anybody's ever been overseas, most roofs aren't uh, architectural shingles. It's tiles. Where I lived in South Africa, everything was tiles. And they were the round, like the ones you'd go down in Arizona and Mexico and things like this. And they're, they're looped over each other. And I'm going to tell you what, the average guy, watch this. If he, if he is not understanding, and who wants anybody to tear their roof off? Just to bring somebody, watch this now, they're, they're with the Lord. And you know what I found sometimes, preacher, this is the most disgusting thing sometimes. I've watched lost people come into church. And Sister Snaggletooth and Uncle Creepy can't give up their seat because that's the seat they've always sat in. And I'm going to tell you what, I don't hear one complaint. Am I meddling yet? Am I meddling yet? I do not hear one complaint from the owner of that house that says, What in the world are they? They're tearing the tiles off my roof. It's a complicated effort. It gets complicated. There's, you, did you hear the complication of Bosnia? I'm from the time frame that they were... That's what I think of Bosnia. How would some of y'all like to go down to the hospital and have your child not get to see it for two days? I saw Mrs. Cook. She was sitting there like she couldn't get to see the little cookie kids for two days. Daddy couldn't even get to cut the umbilical cord. And then some people in church sit there and say, I tell you what, I'm just suffering. Preach, I'm not going to be able to make it there tonight. Ran out of gas and... When I got out of the car, I bumped my shin on the door, and I'm going to tell you what, my whole world's been spinning out of control. And you're, listen, I, you would not believe, when I come to church Sunday morning, whew, that thing's somewhere else. Because if not, here, here I am. Preacher, I was, I had the, I was, I was, I was, I almost said all of them. 
I'm, I'm not going to be able to. And th- boy, isn't that just encouraging before you go to the pulpit. It's complicated. There's things you're going to have to do. In one, are you guys just, you, just going to kneel there with him? Y'all praying with him? It's 8.07. We're not going to get out of here tonight. I'm on point two of six points. All these places are locked down. I'll let you get to the outside edge just because preacher doesn't want all them tiles to come down after he put them all up. I could really super illustrate this thing. It's a cooperation problem. Are you cooperating with your church? When your pastor busts his hide to set up things, when he creates ministries, when he buys buses, when he paints Sunday school rooms, when he sets up these chairs, are you there? Are you cooperating? Listen, I've said this at our church before. I don't care if you're sweeping the floor, holding the door, driving a bus. That all plays the bigger part in somebody else coming to Christ. Listen, if we think, and I realize we're not born again by corruptible seed, but by incor- uh, we're not born again by incorruptible seed, by, but we're... Being born again, not of incorruptible seed, not of corruptible seed, but by incorruptible seed, which liveth and bideth forever. It doesn't, I realize that verse of scripture. I realize it all hinges on the word of God. But I'm going to tell you what, there's a whole lot of supporting pillars if I can say that. I'm going to tell you what, if you're a sister snaggletooth and you got a frown on your face when somebody's walking in the door and you're not friendly and you can't talk to anybody, she ain't going to listen to a word the preacher says by the time she gets to that seat. And she's just going to endure all the other stuff and say, they're just not a friendly church, I ain't coming back. It's a cooperation problem. Then there's a complication problem. It gets complicated. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, which leads us right into problem number three, There's a creativity problem. Now, here's where the problem comes sometimes as well as pastors. Some of this creativity is of the devil. Listen, we're not talking about changing our message. There are a few methods we can change. But I'm going to tell you what, there's too many missionaries and there's too many church folks that give this whole thing, they get so creative with it. Listen, I'm not sticking $50 bills under a bus seat just to get kids to church. I'm not selling and do. We're not doing bikini car wash at the local church. I'm, I'm not, that's not the creativity I'm talking about. They were creative because they wanted to keep that person comfortable. Listen, I believe sinners ought to be comfortable when they get to church. But they ought to be convicted when they get there. And here's what they ought to be convicted by. The salt in our lives and the light in our lives. And that light and that salt ought to sit in their fermenting body and bring it back to life and preserve it. And that light ought to be a beacon of hope to them that when we finally do get to the point where we say, what, what, do, what do I need? And Jesus is sitting right there. And when the preacher preaches, and yeah, you guys are good, man. Stop right there. i got to catch up with you now. See, we gotta, we got to get this thing done by 9.15, so just stay with me. There's a cooperation problem. There's a complication problem. Preacher, it's complicated, ain't it? I guarantee you, you probably used... Well, if I'm looking at your son, if you're any indication of what your dad looked like when you were younger... You see this? Does anybody want to see a picture of me before I came to Grand Road Baptist Church? And y'all been here. Y'all lived here, so you knew that church before I got there. They prettied it up before I got there. They prettied it up. Talk about creativity. Number four. 
There's a commitment problem. I'm glad you kind of, now there you go. He's go again kneeling. Is it prayer meeting? Y'all praying with him? Here's the thing about, can I just say this? Because you already did it and I'm going to illustrate it. Why'd y'all stop and set him down? Yeah. Yeah. It gets tiring when you're the only bus driver. It gets tired when that, when that Sunday school teacher calls and she legitimately has a reason for not being there. I said this from the first meeting at the church I've ever been in, any church I've ever went to, I've asked anybody in leadership, I said, who are you training? Who's your replacement? Here's what Paul told Timothy. The things which thou heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who should be able to teach others also. You want to know the, the lifeline of a local independent Baptist New Testament church? Four generations sitting on a pew. There's so many churches, they're either too old or they're too young, and the middle in the middle crowd got their knickers in a wad, and they got they just I can't do it, and he expects too much of me. I'm gonna tell you what, we're living in the day of grace, but we, we better thank the Lord we're not living under the law. But I'm gonna tell you what, there's a lot of things about grace. The law said I couldn't commit adultery, the actual act. Grace says I can't even look upon her. I'm going to tell you what, to whom much is given, much is required. What happened here? And I appreciate it. They're saying this is just for illustration purposes. We can set him down for a while. But I'm going to tell you what, how many people do that. Do you know how many, pre, you know how many missionaries come off the field? Because the local church has just let the ball drop. They're not praying for them. They're not sending letters to them. They're not calling. We have ever. Could you imagine what the Apostle Paul could get accomplished today with Facebook and Skype and Twitter and all this goofy social media stuff that's out there? You get tired after a while. And here's what happens. Because they're lazy, the flesh gets to talking to you saying, man, why don't I take a break for a while? We have a commitment problem. Preacher, I'm sure this place would be packed if everybody started with you and stayed with you. It says, be not weary in well-doing, for if you faint not, or how's that go? Be not weary. Does anybody know that verse? Probably I should if I said it, huh? <laughs> be steadfast. Here's one. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I'm going to tell you what, until you learn to push yourself, you'll not, you'll not know how much you can do. And then the preacher's trying to motivate you and give you responsibilities and see how you're going to do with it. And then you don't do it. And you say, there is nothing more that takes the wind out of my sails, preacher, than for you to commit to something. And the next thing you know, you call and say, I'm, I just don't know. It's not for me. I just, I just feel like a square peg in a round hole. Gets tired, doesn't it? And then you look around. Watch this. Four people in a place that was packed to the full listening to him preach, and only four had a birth. You'd think somebody would have stepped aside and said, no, brother, don't tear, the, don't, don't tear that down. Come on through here. Man, I see what you're trying to do. We have a commitment problem. I'm going to tell you, there's no telling what you could get done here, preacher. There's no telling if we'd all be committed. It's not a missionary problem. It's us problem. We have a cooperation problem, a complication problem, a creativity problem, a commitment problem, verse 5. And here we go. And if this ain't the biggest one, verses 6 through 11, we have a conflict problem. We have a conflict. Three verses, you can get them there. I'll, I'll at least give you that. You guys look tired. Preacher, they might not even be here Sunday. Now watch this. So pre preacher, you don't understand. 
We usually get to just sit around and watch everybody preach. We really had to participate. I mean, I got to get a break. All right? Set them up there on that platform. Now watch this. We have a conflict problem. Took them three verses. Three verses to get them to Christ. Get that one person to Christ. Three verses. It's amazing. It just flowed. Three people got... I was sitting there going, man, that ain't a problem. Here's where the problem started. Next thing you know, the Pharisees come around. And the Pharisees start picking everything. Preacher, really? You're going to start bringing those kind of people here? Really? Now, preacher, I'm going to tell you what. I'm all about the children's ministry. You know I love kids. I'm going to tell you what. Some of them bus kids really been... I'm just, you know me. I just am trying to cause a problem, but... They're... My daughter, she lost her pen. One of them took it. And I told my husband, and we've discussed it. And I just don't know if we should really still be doing that bus ministry. I'm telling you. Do they say it? And here's the thing about it. Then when they leave to go to somewhere where they don't have a bus ministry, are you all all right? Am I messing things up here? Is gonna, preacher going to have to clean this up Sunday? You sure? Now, I, he ain't told me nothing. He ain't even got a voice. I sure hope somebody didn't leave just because of that. And all of a sudden, everybody, all y'all Pharisees are sitting in here going, preacher must have told him. And pre- preacher didn't want to say it, so he brought in an evangelist to say it. And they do. And then they go somewhere else where they don't have it. Do you know what? Can I tell you what the biggest problem at Grand Road Baptist Church has been? Are we live? Biggest problem at Graham Road, and you know the church. Soul winning visitation. Soul winning visitation. I've had them tell me, I can't see that in the Bible. I said, I wonder how you got saved. Maybe you ain't. Conflict problem. Keeping everybody happy. All while you got this burning desire preacher to reach everybody. I mean, just listening to y'all's story, man. And you were here and you were here and God keeps building it. And it's not come without problems and conflicts. And I'm going to tell you what, if everybody just got on the same sheet of music, do you know why God set it up that we're supposed to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs making melody in our hearts? Because each person has a part. Do you know why we don't have a bouncy ball and words on a screen? Am I okay? Am I okay? You know why we don't have a bouncy ball and words on a screen? Because music out of a hymn book has parts. And we hold the hymn book in our hand and we sing the parts. And when everybody sings their part, guess what it sounds like? It's heavenly. It's harmony. You know what the biggest problem is most of the time? is conflict. And preacher goes home and he says something to mama and mama's sitting around the house. Well, how was it today, dear? I'll tell you what. If I could just get them all to understand and see the bigger picture... Man, we could do something for God. Y'all probably wanted me to come in and tell you about what's going on on the mission field. I'm going to tell you what, I didn't have near the problem. I'm going to tell you what, 10 years in Africa prepared me for where I'm at. (laughs) The conflict problem. Lastly this, I'm wrapping it up. Look at that. 18, huh? It's a Friday night. 
Some of y'all, when you were lost, stayed out till after two. Get saved and can't stay in church till nine. Uh-oh. The completion problem. The completion problem. You know, there's more churches shutting down than starting up. And you know why? Because all these ones before it. People can't cooperate. Man, we're in a me day. It's me. It's me. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. Come to church, visit, talk to them for a few minutes. Oh, it's good to have you here. Well, I was just curious. Do you have a this ministry, that ministry, those ministries, this ministry, all this kind of stuff? Do you have a slide for my kids? Do you have this for this, for that, for that? Man, wasn't, when, was, when was Jesus just good enough? I, I've, 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 listen, B.R. Lakin and Dallas Billington used to pre- preach at the church I'm at. Two-week revival with B.R. Lakin. Wooden pews and no A.C. Now, we've padded them. We put in A.C. He can't stick around for no, no near amount of time. Used to be we sit around till God moved. That's it. Amen. Listen, no, no, completed effort. Can you imagine? He said when they saw, when he saw their faith, those four were sitting there waiting for you to touch them, Jesus, and couldn't because of the crowd. How many times, preacher, you've watched? You're the shepherd. You know the sheep. You're sensitive to the spirit. You see God moving in a situation. And all the while, and you're sitting there going, praying while you're preaching. Man, I just, oh, I know God's going to do something right there. And you got to sit there and endure the six verses. He didn't save them when he saw their faith. He had to trample through the completion effort. Now watch this. That's, I said before, the problem's not with the Lord. The problem's with us. But I'm going to tell you what, as a missionary, it wears on you. Jesus was willing, waiting, and ready. But man, there's days when I've been in that situation where people, faithful people from the church went out, they bring them in, they introduce them to you, and you're sitting there wanting to help them and lead them to Christ, and too many times you got all these other distractions. And I've probably, who knows how many opportunities I've missed to be able to win somebody to Christ because I'm dealing with the six verses of the problem. How many services, preacher, you come in and you've prayed, you've begged God, you've prepared the message, you come in and you just want the commitment, the cooperation. It's complicated, all that stuff. And then they come in and then some Pharisee wastes six verses and so quenches the Spirit of God and so grieves the Spirit of God. Listen, if Achan can stop the children of God from proceeding further and farther and getting fruit because of a wedge of gold and a Babylonian garment, that your problems that you could solve in devotions at home at night with your family are the very thing that hinders somebody. How many times somebody can't come to Christ in a service because of the five previous problems? But that's the difference with Jesus. He, put, he just brushed, boy, I wish I could brush him off some days. He just endures. And he sits there and he says, rise, take up that bed and walk. Now you're in a nice pretty suit. Nice tie, looking like Clark Kent as a child. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what. 
I've, walked, I've watched African women come up to my wife and I and want to sell their baby. Josh and I have packed 20-some kids in a little tiny baki, no bigger than a ranger. Pick her up in the morning, Boosie, to tell me that people were chasing her to try and rape her. And then come to the church and somebody's bothered by something. Jesus says, rise, take up thy bed and walk. Now watch this. We get too used to seeing functional. And we've lost the burden to see the dysfunctional. I told my wife for a while at the church, I said, honey, we got to change the porch light because we, we draw some strange bugs. But I believe it's because I was on a mission field. And I'm going to tell you what, if you get the things that I've said from this passage of Scripture that Jesus t demonstrated to us, there's no telling what this church could do. Preacher, you're a beacon in this community. And I know you looked at me suspect, if I can say that, when I came here because of where I went. Because very few people turn a church back around in the right direction. Most of them take a church and run it into the dirt. But I'm going to tell you what, we're your partner. We're the other they. And what you can't get over here, we'll try and get to the edge and then brother... Grimaldi over at Kenmore and brother this one over there and before you know it all the days can get all the them and they can have functional loving Christian homes so that we can if 11 can turn it upside down what do you think this church could do if it really all got on board there's no, there's no listen and can I say this it wasn't because I'm so good looking, Brother Herman. I'm going to tell you what changed our church. Missions. Missions. And God knew the only thing that was going to change that was to take somebody rough around the edges with a backbone like a saw log and come in and promote missions and bring in godly missionaries and examples to follow and partner with those people. And they get the reports and we read letters on a Wednesday night and they see what's taking place there and they say, man, I'd like to be a part of that. I'm going to tell you what, if God lives inside of you, you'll want to be a part of it. Amen. You'll want to be a part of it. Father, we'd ask you to help us tonight. Lord, I wish you'd touch this church in a mighty way. What a beacon, what an example. Anytime, anywhere I bump into somebody from this church, Lord, they're in the they crowd from this text and not the they crowd from the other text. I ask you to touch this preacher and his staff, Sunday school teachers, bus workers, administrative personnel, and Lord, just that one sitting on a pew that says, man, there's so many people filling so many slots here. I, there's nothing I can do. Lord, I pray you touch that one that just would kind of crawl up underneath somebody else and say, could you teach me how to do that? Lord, I just ask you that you answer every prayer that Brother O'Donnell's prayed that would come to fruition as a result of this conference. Touch his family, touch his ministry, touch this church. Touch the vision that he has, Lord. Bless it, use it. We know what you want to do, Lord. Help us to be willing and cooperative to it. And we'll be very careful, Lord, to thank you for it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.